Hey girl, hey, happy Friday. What, Michelle? Why are you putting out a podcast on Friday? Well, because I, like you, have had a crazy week and previous week getting prepared for school. Back to school is next week. And if you saw, if you follow me on Facebook, you've seen that I totally missed my four years alcohol-free anniversary. And when I realized it, like, it was such a joyful experience that I forgot so I really just want to come on today and share with you why that's cool and or I feel like it's cool for me and really just kind of go back and kind of tell you where I was before I decided to stop drinking. You've heard part of that story, but I kind of just wanted to share with you a little bit about my thoughts, how I was feeling, just to see if it could be relatable to you and see um, that you can see kind of where this program that I'm doing to help you and to serve you kind of where that has been birthed throughout my process. So before we get into the episode, I do want to ask you, if you have not had a chance to rate and review this podcast, will you please just pause this and just scroll down, click five stars and do a quick review. It helps so much. That is really the key player to getting the podcast out on um, to grow more so more women hear it. You just do not understand the the power of podcast and the power of you supporting it that can get it out there. I have had at least four to five women just recently say, oh my goodness, Michelle, I was in a very dark place in a dark moment. I was praying or I was searching and your podcast came up and it is totally changing my life. Just, just the podcast they're already going, you know, weeks alcohol free and now already making the commitment to come into the program that's starting in September. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in the moment, but I just want to share my part of my alcohol free journey with you. So I hope you enjoy. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so I just really want to share with you really a little bit about where I was before I'm here now. So first of all, just let me just celebrate. August the 8th was four years alcohol free for me. And the day went by, I worked, you know, I had a couple of clients just kind of doing my thing. And then the ninth came along and I heard somebody say like, oh yeah, today's August 9th. And I went, huh, something is important around here. And I went, oh crap, yesterday was four years alcohol free. That's so freaking cool. Like I just smiled and laughed. And then I, my next thought was like, this is so cool that I forgot. 
And you may be like, why is that cool? Like, aren't you like still counting the days and got the app on your phone? Like, and here's what's cool. Okay. So the app is on my phone. Yes. And I look at it occasionally. And honestly, to be completely honest with you, I really like the part where it tells me how much money I've saved. And I wish I actually had that money in savings because that would be even more cool. But of course, I spent it somewhere else, right? Because that's life. But that's the part that I really, really enjoy. So why is that super exciting? Well, it's because alcohol just does not have any value to me anymore. Like, I don't care about it. Like, I promise you, ladies, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, this is a calling for me. This is really clear. This is my purpose. And I hope that you're hearing me say that because this is my purpose. And I didn't find my purpose until I went through some hard stuff. And I don't know if you've ever heard this, but the word passion is derived from suffering. It's like the passion of the Christ. I think I've mentioned it before, but you can look into it. Sometimes we find our passion, we find our, our purpose after we have worked, went through some sort of suffering or adversity, okay? So what I don't want you to hear me say is like, if you go through this big journey, then you got to do what I do, or you even have to talk about it anymore. What I want you to hear me say is that it is not grit in your teeth, grit, you know, fist, palms, whatever you want to call it, and like counting. It's not like I'm in recovery. I am sober. It's not those things if you don't want it to be. If that works for you, then great. There are tons of people out there that that works for them. But I wanted complete freedom. And for me, when I forgot the date, that felt like freedom because I'm so far removed from that version of myself, the version of Michelle, who was a drinker, who was in that place is no longer an identity that I have inside of me. And even the version of me that like decided she was not going to drink for a while, she was not going to drink. Oh, she didn't drink for six months. That version of me that's like, oh, Michelle's a non-drinker. She's even phased out. Michelle is just Michelle. This amazing, beautiful female human that is a mom and is a friend and a coach and a hairstylist and so much more. I have so many identities, right, that are parts of me. And that's such a beautiful place when I realize those parts, that part of me is not long, no longer there. And I don't need to identify with it. So first, I want to celebrate that. And then I want to just take you back to, I just was trying to say, okay, Michelle, go back to kind of where you were when this all started. If you've heard my story early on in the podcast, I've talked about early on in the, the episodes, I talked about how it just came to a final place of this huge surrender for me. It was like in the bathtub, the lights were out, candle burning, fourth glass of wine kind of thing. And I was just crying. I was miserable. I just felt so depressed. And I just remember like, God, like, I don't like where I'm at. I don't want this anymore, but I cannot do this. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I do this? And he basically, in my spirit, I've never heard the audible voice of God. I believe that he speaks like deep inside of our inner knowing, our spirit. He speaks through his word. He speaks through other people, things like that. It was like, he was basically saying, well, honey, you are not letting me be the lead. You're not letting me lead. You're trying to do all these things and you know me, but you're just, you're not surrendering completely to me. And you've got to do that. You got to open your hands and give it. 
And I was like, all right. And honestly, I had no idea what that looked like. I did not have a plan, but it just felt really real to me. And you've also probably heard me say, I did a lot of zigging and zagging. I tried different meetings. I tried different programs. I talked to different people. I tried a lot of things. I was very willing to just like get out there and go. And I think that's super cool because God also gave me this personality where I am a little bit more on the, you know, most most parts of me are very extroverted. So like I'm very curious and I like to learn and I don't mind meeting new people. That is not for everyone. We're not all wired that way. So that was cool because it kind of was my, before I even know to call it this, it was my research. And I worked through my ways of doing it. And so the, the cool thing is, is that this is why now I'm at this place of creating this group program because I've learned some really key pieces that go a little bit deeper. So very tangible beginning things to help you remove it. But then the really like the good nitty gritty stuff that I can bring to you in this in this package. And it's it's super helpful because it's been my journey, right? I've been able to kind of walk through this and learn as I go. And then even now, how far out I am from the alcohol drinking, the development of, you know, really knowing my purpose and knowing who I am and like, you know, getting creative and trying new things and exploring and just what you would call confidence, right? I've, I see that a lot inside of even my um, sessions, You'll hear me shift in my chair here. Um, inside of my sessions with one-on-one -on -one clients, like I just want to have the confidence or I want to feel confident. And I, I ask them every time, well, like, what a, define confidence. What does that mean? You know, and then it's just this feeling that you have in your body that you know how to do the thing or you just feel like really certain and secure. I said, well, how do you get confidence? And they all say, they kind of roll their eyes and laugh. Well, practice, Right. We see other people doing things, and you may even see that see that in me or other other early on podcasters, or maybe even some other coaches in the community may say, "Oh my gosh, she seems so confident." Well, the only reason that I may exude that, and you may see that or feel that, is because it's practice. And that doesn't mean I'm confident in everything, but I am confident in who I am, in the purpose and the mission that God has given me. Okay, so I just want to give you a picture of where I was. You know, I'm inside of um, a family unit. I had complete denial. Like I knew for, I didn't know for, for a very long time that it was really a big deal, but I was drinking and the drinking became more and more heavy. I don't know if you remember my story about those of you who are new, won't. I did uh, take in a child in 2015 and uh, in and out of the courts, and then we did adopt him in 2017. Well, let me tell you, talking about stress, uh, that is some of the most stressful seasons of my entire life because it's so unknown. Now, me now, I can walk through a lot of unknown and stress, and I handle it completely differently because of where I'm at now. But then I didn't know. All I knew how to do was like after court date, I'm like going to the restaurant and getting wine. Like I just could not handle it. Like everything triggered me. All the emotions were just too big. Like I didn't even know how to even talk about emotions. I was scared to death of this energy coming up in my body. Like I didn't even really know anything about what I was thinking, although that was what was running the show, how I had these beliefs about 
well, I have to have wine. I'm really stressed out. I've got to cope with this. And this is how I handle my kids and all these things. Like I didn't even know back then that that was separate, like our thoughts and then the emotions and how everything emerges in our body. I didn't even know that I, that I had the ability to challenge my thoughts. Like some of you may be in a place right now where you're like, well, my thinking, I mean, this is just true. This is what I think. It's truth. Well, let me just share with you. No, it's not. <laughs> there are sentences and there are thoughts that come in our, our mind and we just choose to believe them or not. And how do you know if you're not even challenging them? Like that's like, that's just walking around believing everything you hear and everything you see because you've heard it as words instead of going, wait a minute, I'm not so sure if that's true or not. And then going, well, how would I find out? And then you start digging for evidence. And this goes, this is a big, big, big conversation. I could spend a whole whole hour on this, okay? And I'm not going to do that. But I was drinking a daily bottle, at least a bottle daily. More on the weekends, those big fat ones they had on sale at Bilo that were like just a few bucks more, but even bigger. I was really like hiding how much I was drinking. I was hiding it because... I wanted to hide it. <laughs> I was even hiding it from myself. I was hiding it from my family. Like, you know, I, did, I didn't want anybody to know that maybe I was drinking a whole bottle or, you know, and then I had the thoughts, well, you know, the bottle's almost gone and you don't want to just leave it. I had a conversation with somebody earlier this month about how she just was kind of even taught early on, like you don't waste things. If a parent was maybe poor or from the depression and just kind of that mindset, and we don't even have to come from that to be to be that way and make that excuse. That's the thing is our minds will come up with anything to protect us. It's just this fight, flight, or freeze. That's the simplest terms this is. And so that's the that is the functionality of my life. I was beginning to isolate more. And like I, you just heard me before, I'm super social. Like I want to get, you know, I love people. People bring energy. I love being around them and having conversations. And then there's part of me too that does really appreciate quiet and, and alone time. Okay. But I was, you know, I was navigating like my kids because I was very much against driving, drinking. I was not going to ever do that or put anybody in danger. So I would just kind of negotiate with myself like, okay, they'll be home then and everybody be settled and then I can drink. You know, I would take it to the pool when we had a pool in our neighborhood and I would hide it and stash it. I started to buy those little cardboard ones and like drink it down there and sort of like a plastic cup and be real secretive about it. You know, I would tell myself on the a pretty regular occasion of like, okay, I'm so done with this. I feel like crap. You know, I had been skipping my exercise. I was disconnected from the kids because I was so stressed out and triggered most of the time. You know, I just, I felt fatigued. I would get to sleep, which basically means you pass out, right? If you've had over three glasses of wine, good grief. Uh, but my sleep was terrible. Um, I was eating badly, so I was gaining weight. My body wasn't healthy. I just really had lost myself. I really did. And I just didn't know who I was anymore. And then I would just make excuses like, well, it's not that bad. And then it was like, well, I know I'm not an alcoholic. So I surely don't want to go to one of those places and say that's what I am. And honestly, I actually went to one a couple of times. I went, and went to a regular one and then I went to a ladies one. And something just didn't sit right. I didn't like this whole label thing. Like 
the more you get to know me too, like I'm just not a fan of labels. I don't like that because I feel like it, it's, it's very hurtful and harmful. And I believe if I'm going to label, then I feel like I'm sort of like, I just lost my power. Like I'm entrapped in something when I, the whole, this whole journey is to get your power back, to get your control back. Obviously, um, if you're a faith-filled woman and God's important to you, like he is me, you know, he's at the center, but he, I mean, we got to make our choices. That's the whole cool thing about free will. He's not up there being a puppet master. Like he gives us the ability to make these choices and stand in our own power. And then he's got the future planned out for us, but we have to choose to walk in it. And while I'm on that subject, a lot of times women get frustrated and I'm speaking to women because you are my people. We get frustrated because we're just like, I'm just doing all this praying. I'm asking him to help. And it's just like, I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. And it's like, well, he he is going to help you. He says that. He promises to. He has the plans for you. He, you know, he is your banner, your strong tower. Like he's all this, but you have to take action. You have to commit to the movement and the change, not just committing to the like, you know, let me just sit here on my knees and pray and hope that something magical happens. That's not how it works. And I know that you hear, hear all these beautiful like instant sobriety stories and pink cloud stories and, you know, all I had to do was blank. Well, I've never met anybody where that really did happen. And, you know, this is way, way, way more layered, right? So we've got to start at the surface. And that's why this is the conversation around is let's stop over drinking because we can't get underneath those layers and see what's going on under the hood, so to speak. We don't know what's why things aren't running right in your life, why your relationships are falling apart, why you are gaining the weight, why you're not wanting to show up at, you know, social events and friendships, why you can't seem to, to even keep, maybe keep a partner because maybe there's this push and pull thing because you have abandonment from your past and you're really struggling. I'm going to do an episode on that soon to, more specifically, but you know, or you feel like an imposter. All these things, they're underneath the alcohol. And if we continue to drink, like I did for so many years, I never got to see that. And there are a lot of people that do stop drinking and they're still miserable and they're still depressed and they're still moody and they still are bored and they don't understand what all this is about. It's because they didn't do anything else. So if you meet them, you need to send them my way <laughs> and you need to see them and go, oh, I don't want that. Whatever you do, don't just choose to stop drinking and do nothing else. You have to go deeper. We have to go deeper. That is how this works. Okay. So I just wanted to share that with you. I know there was a lot more happening with me. I know there was a lot more challenges and thoughts, but I bet that most of you listening can relate to that version of me back then. And I hope that it encourages you that it is, if it's, if I can do it, you can do it. If it's possible for one, it's possible for everyone. That's how this thing works. And so what I've done is worked, you know, through all my journey, all my learnings, and I have created the Stop Over Drinking Sisterhood so that we can come together because a huge, huge part of this is that 
You get to stay safe in your home. It's virtual. We get to meet on Zoom. You don't have to go out to a meeting. You don't have to raise your hand and label and say you're something that you're not. And it's super private. You don't have to tell anyone. Like you're net, you're completely confidential, confidential that you're doing this and we'll meet together and everybody's going to sign a group contract that that says that. And there's no screenshotting and no telling stories like this is so safe and beautiful and I'm so excited for you because yeah, I'm going to give you some tangible tips. Yeah, we're going to sit down and we're talking about how you got to shift your day and what your timeline looks like. And when you're triggered, what you're going to do differently. And then you're going to learn that like this movement and this energy in your body that you call sadness or rage or stress or whatever, we're going to start tapping into like, what the heck is it? Why is it there? Let's talk about like how to how to move through it so it's not so scary. I feel all those things now, ladies. Like yesterday, I was some kind of ticked off, let me tell you. I was leaky with my anger. I was snapping at my kids. It's because I had had, I'm just going to be honest. I've had so much kid time <laughs> and minor teenagers, y'all, 12, 13, and 18. And I'm like, guys, I got to have some space. Y'all about to drive me crazy. And so I, I really appreciate those moments because I'm going to just tell you, I think of y'all so much in those moments. There's been so many times I'm like, I am so frustrated right now. No, I mean, and the me, Michelle, that's why I drank. That's why these women are drinking. Like, I know why you're getting triggered. I know why some of this is happening. And yet it's time for you to take your power back. It's time for you to grab control and you make a choice that alcohol's not the answer. That you're going to be willing to feel this stuff. You're going to be willing to just take a look at it and you're going to start practicing and you're going to start taking steps. And you will get to four years if that's what you want. And remember, you don't have to come in here and go cold turkey. A lot of women do. I have a lady that emails. She's coming in the program. She's already three weeks. I'm so excited for her. She's like, I'm already three weeks alcohol free. I'm so ready to dive deeper inside this program. Awesome. But if you show up in your day one, I'm cool with that. I just need you to make sure you need to stay committed and you need to stay in. You need to stay connected in the group because we want to hold you. And I want this to be a beautiful community. And I would love it if y'all met friend, new friends in here. Because a lot of you don't even have friends right now. Because either you've moved to a new location and you haven't connected with anyone. Or you've just disconnected with the people that are in your town. Or maybe all your friends are drinkers. And you really need some space from that. Well, I want this to be a place where you can connect with someone in this group. Even if you're just like, hey, like. Y'all are all going to be in a Facebook group together. Just say, hey, I'm looking for a buddy just to chat with, you know, outside of this, you know, the group. Why don't we text each other? Why don't we message? Why don't we check in? If you choose to be accountability partners, awesome. But you may meet a new friend. I've told you before, two of my most bestest friends, we met online inside of something like a group program, not alcohol related. It was more like of a coaching and a self-development program. And we talk at least once a week, sometimes more than that. It's so freaking cool. Let's use technology God's way. Let's use it. Let's connect. He wants us to be in community and not do this life alone. So how do you get here? Well, you can go to bit.ly slash stop overdrinking sisterhood and click on 
the purple square and that will give you the application. It's basically as long as the time frame matches up, you can set up a payment plan or you can pay in full and you've got till the 15th to get a hundred bucks off the early bird. And I am looking forward to it. I'm just praying for whoever God brings. I'm ready for you, sister. It is your time. This is it. September 2022. This is going to be it for you. And I want you to, to speak it right now that this is your year. Okay? I love you. Until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.